Life is Beautiful is a spectacular party. It's a three-day fest objectively filled with fun, great food, stunning visuals, and something for anyone's musical tastes. This month marks 10 years as Las Vegas' premier music and cultural festival. Not to say that it's been without criticism, inevitable complaints about band selection, esoteric ponderings over maybe too much hype, and concerns around shutting down an urban core where people live and work. But life is beautiful as weathered it all. Today on CityCast Las Vegas, we talk with Craig Asher Nyman. He's been with the fest since the start. We reflect on a decade of highlights, the secret sauce of continued vitality, and then we pin Craig down on a big rumor. Is this the last Life is Beautiful? It's Monday, September 11th. I'm David Figler, and here's what Las Vegas is talking about. Craig Nyman, Director of Music, Programming, and Development for Life is Beautiful. Welcome to CityCast Las Vegas. Thanks for having me today. Excited to chat with you. Well, it's the big 10-year anniversary every year, and this is now for 10 years. We all see it on social media about the lineup. There are people who are like, this is the best one ever, and then there's others like, ah, this one sucks. And I'm sure lots of people want to know, what is your method to the madness of, of having to pick bands uh, for any given year? When we're putting together the lineup, we really start headliners down and work from there. Uh, you know, specifically with this year, obviously the Killers made sense uh, for a lot of reasons, being you know Vegas's homegrown band and something that the city really latches on to. Uh, equally, Kendrick Lamar, we elevated him to headliner in 2015. He's Pulitzer Prize winner now. He's one of the biggest artists in the world. And also Odessa, they played last in 2018. And I'll come back to headline and really more. And on, this is a honest to God truth more than any other year. We really year over year try to listen to our fans. And this year we took a lot of the feedback of artists that our fans wanted to see. And that's why you are seeing uh, people like Khalid and Flume in the 1975 on this lineup as well. You know, booking someone like the Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs this year is an artist that we've wanted to book for a long time. They haven't toured for a while. Heck, they haven't been to Vegas in a decade. We've also worked really hard over the last half dozen years to really pride ourselves on a lot of the electronic music and where our fans want to be and and always bringing in the you know the next up artists and really having our pulse on what's there and and really being a blend of household names to you know names that you should be discovering or really and and liking and getting into yeah i want to focus on the word blend because maybe more than most uh music festivals it really is uh, a, a wide array of music. I mean, you mentioned electronic. Uh, uh, there's a whole area that is just devoted to electronic music. And I, I found that to be really interesting. It's not my cup of tea, but I've also passed by it in my many years of going to Life is Beautiful and, and caught something that I wouldn't otherwise be interested in and sometimes found it to be really interesting. Craig, I'm wondering though, you know, uh, over the last 10 years, there have been different people uh, involved in the leadership of Life is Beautiful. You've worked with different owners, different music booking partners. How has Life is Beautiful changed uh, having gone through so many different iterations? I'd say as a festival, we just continue to evolve over the years. Uh, when we started out for the first year in 2013, uh, 
kind of laugh at this point because we were called the festival kids. People didn't think we knew what we were doing. Uh, mm. Who are you to just think you could create a festival out of thin air? Like we did things that we believed in that we thought were right. And we were trying to figure it out on the go. Um, at the same time, we had um, a booking and production partner in another Planet Entertainment that have been with us since year one as well. So from uh, the talent side of things, uh, myself and the team at Another Planet have remained the same over the last 10 festivals. And I think that's, that part's unique. But as you alluded to, we've had some changes at the top. And that part has just been, for, for someone like myself, it's just you know stick to the mission, which is to you know, deliver a great experience, to deliver happiness, to bring joy to others and let people come through the streets and, and experience that life is beautiful, not just the name of the festival. Uh, Craig, do you think it gets easier to book sort of your your dream bands, the older the festival gets, the more, I don't know, credibility it gains? I would say that it's it's not easier. If anything, it's, it's more challenging now for multiple reasons. Um, you know, one, the industry as a whole uh, continues to change. The festival has evolved. I'd also look to the, the growth of entertainment in our city. When you look at when we started, whether it was just the amount of festivals that we had, the amount of arena stadium venue options we had, the amount of of residencies that there are, there's a different uh, perspective of how artists view Vegas now. And people, whether it's like, we only want to play the stadium, we only want to play an arena, well, we're going to hold out for residency. There's, you're you're competing against a, a larger amount of promoters and venues and hotel casinos than when we started. I think, I believe that when we got this thing going, 2013, even 2014, 15, there was the there was an excitement of hey we can come to Vegas and we can play and we don't have to play this one venue. I believe it's it's gotten a little harder in terms of just the amount of it's not saturation and maybe you could help me with the the term on this. The amount of Vegas, I think, right that yeah. that exists here now. Yeah, I mean, and- wait, ten years ago you didn't have to go up uh, on Life Is Beautiful weekend against the Steelers versus the Raiders at a giant football stadium, right? Um, you didn't have the iHeartRadio uh, coming in around the same time. You didn't have a lot of these residencies. So uh, I imagine that is making it more difficult for you. I- is it frustrating? Sure, it's a little bit frustrating, but equally it's uh, it's it's a more fun puzzle and a more fun challenge um, for it. But, you know, yeah, it's there's there's like I think that's a great word that you use. It's like there's more Vegas, right? We now have professional sports. We have more to do on weekends in town than just be a concert. And also regionally, you look at what else is out there. People want to travel to different and new experiences year over year too. So it's really the competition overall um, has risen all across you know the Southwest, the West Coast too. And then when you look at Vegas, I think a bigger thing too is like people. You know, we started out as two days. We moved to three days the next year. And now people are really getting used to these one-day events or being able to want to come to one day. And so it's a little bit uh, all over the board. But from a booking perspective, there's a lot of music out there. There's a lot of bands out there. And if anything, we've established ourselves as a festival that artists want to play. So uh, not that I'm saying it's it's easy. Um, there is that little bit of frustration there, the competition. But equally, we know that there's a pool of artists who... You know, are looking at life as beautiful as well as much as we're looking at them. This is the 10-year milestone lineup. 
uh, and you, you talked about working from the top down with some of those big bands. Uh, I'm wondering if there was a lot of pressure on you to to make it super big and if you know some of the criticism that it's not super big hurts you in any way. Hurts think, you personally, like makes you feel uh, like, what are you guys talking about? Because you've seen the criticism out there. I, I know you have, because uh, those people are very vocal, whether they're legit or not, they're still vocal. Does it does it hurt you? I think there's part of me that could look at the lineup and be like, oh, we could take the best of the best of Vegas, right? Or like of, of Life is Beautiful over the years and, and book it. Or do we, you know, take that headliner standpoint as artists that have played the festival and then look to bring in new artists. So, you know, for me, one of the biggest things that I love is introducing people to new music and all, and also being able to be current and up with certain artists that are there. So, yeah, I mean, like, of course there's certain artists that you want to have, but some aren't available. Some, you know, are, are touring somewhere else in the country already have another offer. Um, but equal, like, yeah, like I said, there's artists I'd love to have, but equally I would say there's artists that I've been dying to have on this lineup for years. And so, you know, to bring in someone, like I mentioned earlier, yeah, 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 is like that to me is just, you know, a home run in, in that regard. But yeah, you know, I you hear things, you see things uh, that, like you said, that's, it's not, a, there's no way around that. But I, I would say that uh, I'm really excited about the artists that we do have for a lot of reasons and maybe because I've had my eye on some of these artists for a few years that we haven't had, I'm a bit more excited. Like I look at someone like John Summit, who we've wanted a book for, for a few years now. And now I'm like, okay, maybe it's a good thing we didn't have him early on because he's grown as one of the fastest electronic acts in the world. Um, you know, I throw someone like a Nelly in there. That's just a greatest hit show. And for an hour, you're going to be able to sing along to every single song that he's put out for the last 20 plus years. So, yeah, you yeah. know, it, it's a it's a give and take in a way, but I totally hear what you're saying. And yeah, sure. There's some artists that I, you know, do I wish we had on lineup? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I'm curious about Nelly a little bit. I'm not going to dwell on it. Uh, I, You know, like like everyone else who's ever been in any club anywhere in the last 20, 30, well, 20 years, you know, you're going to recognize a lot of those songs. And and that is kind of a thing at at. Uh, Life is Beautiful, there's always kind of the one throwback, whether it's, you know, Lionel Richie, uh, Duran Duran, but uh, Nelly's, Nelly's an interesting choice this year. Yeah, you know, we've had, a, we've had a good run. You know, we've had Ludacris, T-Pain. Mm-hmm. I mean, I will say Toto is one of my favorite moments that we had, just seeing people from young to old all singing along, especially when Weezer had covered uh, Africa and it was the sure. number one again. So, yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, it's, it's going to be fun. But I, I will say this. I saw Nelly at a at a stagecoach earlier this year, and the crowd for him was absolutely insane, and I was just floored by it. I was just, I don't want to say I was shocked. I think I was shocked at like how many people were spilling over to this tent that was overflowing, all to yeah. all to sing along to like you said the songs that you've heard in every club or on your car radio. So, Craig, here we are at ten years. What are some of the more I don't know surprising things that people, if they heard about over the last 10 years, would you share with us? I'd say, you know, as you said, there's many of them. I think a few of them that really, from a music standpoint, come to the top of my head would be in 2014 when I went to the Beatles Love Cast with Cirque du Soleil um, with this crazy idea. I was like, hey, would you guys consider um, performing with the Las Vegas Philharmonic? And I thought, this idea was like so far removed. Like I thought they were going to tell me I was like just absolutely crazy for the idea. And they're like, no, that's not crazy. Like we're down. What does it look like? 
And what people might not know, I mean, the performance is absolutely beautiful, starting with the Philharmonic and then bringing out the cast and flying and having fun, was that Giles Martin, Sir George Martin's son, uh, once we got approval from Apple Corps, he had to go in and rewrite the score for the Philharmonic to be able to play. So there was mm. so much done on the back end to make that project come to life. And for See, me, that's the secret sauce I want, Craig. Yes. Yeah. And that's like, so interesting to me. And, you know, if you go on YouTube, you can find this behind the scenes making of, and it's a, like a two minute video, but, but to know how much went into a 30 minute performance and to see the, just the drive from all parties to make this the best was just something I will always remember and cherish. Um, equally, I'd say, you know, in 2017, we were able to bring gorillas in as a headliner. And at the time, they really hadn't toured too much, especially with a live band, hadn't been to the States too often. And that was a, a, an artist that we had been courting for, for years, just waiting for the day when they would do it. And that was something high on when you talk about like earlier about like, all right, like who are the artists that you really want to nail as like the, those you can't miss artists. And that, that was one. I mean, Damon Albarn has been a part of tremendous projects. He's one of you know, in the last 20 years, probably one of the most influential musicians across the board. And yeah, I we, mean, you got to do a Blur reunion show then too, right? I, right. That's one that I was like, man, could we get Blur back? And then they just announce a new album, right? And he starts bringing them back this summer. So uh, having Stevie Wonder play downtown in Las Vegas is still so surreal to me. I just, you look at it as one of the greatest musicians of all time playing, you know, a two plus hour set in downtown Vegas. And like for me to be watching that with my parents, who was their favorite artist when, the, when they were dating back in the day, was just an incredible moment too. Uh, I laugh on the culinary side when we had Hubert Keller uh, handing out uh, grilled lobsters at the ambassador yeah. stage. I, I just thought that that was just something that's like, what world are we in that that is happening right now? That was always something fun to me or even having Deepak Chopra uh, lead a meditation at Life is Beautiful, that that to me seemed like one of those like only in, you know, Life is Beautiful moments to happen as well as some of the incredible um, muralists that we've had. I look at someone like a D-Face who is known around the world and you can come downtown and there's multiple D-Face murals still around or, you know, the Zio Ziegler mural from the beginning uh, was such an iconic mural that used to be part of the Art Motel and that was his first color mural. Everything else he had done is in black and white and I always looked at those things as a sense of just happiness and pride for how much they loved the experience and what was happening and the belief in, in, in life is beautiful in downtown Vegas. Yeah. Art, art motel, RIP. RIP. But this year come back cause Meow Wolf is, uh, is taking over the Western hotel for a large scale activation, which is something that since 2017 has been asked for year over year over year by our fans. So I'm very nice. excited for this one. Yeah. And I remember also, I mean, the art motel for people don't know was literally a, a motel that was handed over to artists one year. It was covered by a local artist, Justin Favela in his uh, trademark. Um, <laughs> what's it? Um, the, the, pinata, the pinata style. Yeah. It, yeah in, his, in his trademark pinata style, which was really amazing. And then I remember one year there was like a van parked next to the art motel that had a Banksy or a purported Banksy because we never really know. Uh, oh, no, it was. Do you it. want to know the story on that one? Is that the kind yes, of stuff that you want? Yes, tell me that story. So here's, yes. Okay. So Tony Shea had purchased Big Rig Jig, one of the Burning Man installations. Right, which and, is up at the Ferguson Which is at now. Ferguson's now. And mm -hmm. uh, Banksy was putting together his Dismaland uh, experience over in the UK. And he really wanted Big Rig Jig. And we were able to negotiate a trade 
that we got a Banksy piece and we shipped over Big Rig Jig uh, for a year. And that's that's really how it happened. So, yes, it really, wow. truly was a Banksy. And uh, I will confirm that 100 percent. Yeah. OK, I'll, I'll take your word for it, but I'm still skeptical. It's just because it's Banksy. So fair enough. I totally understand um, the skepticism. And that yeah, is something if yeah. you could see my face right now. I am I am grinning because I know it's true. Yeah. And, and of course, that, that motel that was being utilized has been torn down since. So that's kind of sad. Well, my last question, Craig, there was somebody who has a lot of uh, followers who floated out a rumor that uh, 2023 is going to be the last Life is Beautiful. Are you saying 100% that that is false and that you would risk and wager your reputation and the reputation of all you love around you that there is going to be a Life is Beautiful 2024. I'm saying that I'm already planning 2024. So like every year, our, uh, it's, it's a mixed bag of what happens downtown and there's a ever evolving footprint, but we're committed to downtown and uh, I don't see anything but us coming back in 2024. So LIB 2024, same or similar footprint that you have right now? Similar. Similar. All right. Similar. Well, let's we, leave it on. It's, we, have, we have lots that change year over year. So it's like, you, could, you know, everyone can see that there's buildings for sale downtown and things like that. And so mm. we, we have to just keep, uh, you know, bobbing and weaving in a way and, and, and working through it. Yeah. I mean, certainly there is one prominent uh, owner of a lot of structures downtown and those are uh, reportedly on the market. So definitely interesting to follow. Well, Craig Nyman, I can't uh, thank you enough for coming on and giving us the the down low, not just of this year's, but literally of 10 years of Life is Beautiful in Las Vegas. Looking forward to the festival and uh, maybe having you back on the show to talk some more about it. Thanks so much, Craig. Thanks, David. Appreciate it and look forward to seeing you out for year 10. That's all for today here on CityCast Las Vegas, but we're curious about your favorite moment or band of the last 10 years of Life is Beautiful, or maybe you're more inclined to avoid it. Either way, let's keep the conversation going online. We're on all the socials at CityCast Vegas, so post away. And while you're online, cruise on over to wherever you listen to us and give us a rating. We'll be back at you tomorrow morning with another episode about our city. Take care. Spill, spill me a little bit of beans here, Craig, because I think it's fun. Who are the big ones that came close maybe that got away or that you're still hoping for a future Life is Beautiful to, uh, to land? Oh, I would, me, say let's, me, me I would say let's go get a coffee or a drink if you want to know that stuff. No, that's what <laughs> makes a podcast so fun and why people want to listen to it and get excited about the topic.